0: Ever wonder what psychologist moms talk about when we get together? Whether we're consulting one another about a challenging case or one of our own kids, or just leaning on each other when parenting feels hard, because trust me, even when we do this for a living, it's still hard. Joining me each week in these special Thursday shows are two of my closest friends, both moms, both psychologists. They're the people I call when I need a sounding board. These are our unfiltered answers to your parenting questions. We're letting you in on the conversations the three of us usually have behind closed doors. This is Securely Attached, Beyond the Sessions. Hey, welcome back to Beyond the Sessions segment of Securely Attached podcast. I'm Dr. Sarah Bren. Today I have with me my lovely, lovely dear friends, Dr. Emily Upshur and Dr. Rebecca Hirschberg, And we are... I'm excited to get into this question today. It's a little holiday themed. Um, But this mom sent in a question on the website. And by the way, if you want to send in your own question for us to answer, just go to drsarabrenn.com forward slash question and you could fill out a form there and we will answer your question on the podcast. Anyway, this mom asked, what are your thoughts on Elf on the Shelf? The idea that my daughter has to be good because someone is watching at all times isn't the message I'm trying to send but all of her friends have been talking about their elf arriving and she's begging me to get one too. Is there any harm in this? So while I love that respectful parenting has made it so mainstream, I also, I feel like there can be a lot of misconceptions about like what are the parameters of like respectful parenting and can, sometimes it can instill a lot of like fear and trepidation in parents. Um,
1: like, wait, I just while well, you're thrilled that respectful parenting has made what so mainstream? Elf on the shelf?
0: No, that respectful parenting itself is oh, has made that. it to this like mainstream level of awareness. Like people are actually like considering, like, hey, when I do this thing that everyone does, what's the impact does it have on my relationship with my kid? Like, that's amazing. It's amazing that we're thinking that way. And like it can be taken to the extreme on the other end of the space spectrum of like okay I have to filter every single thing I do as a parent through this lens of like is this going to damage my relationship with my child if I do this thing and I think that's like where it goes a little haywire for parents like like there's a lot of fear of messing up like that it's very fragile this respectful relationship that we're building with our kid is very fragile and like one step in the wrong direction you're going to you know shatter it and I and I think that is totally you know, a a big misconception about respectful parenting. And so I, I I'm curious, like one, so there's sort of two layers to this question. One is like just nuts and bolts. Like, can I do Elf on a Shelf and still be respectful parent, whatever, prioritize my relationship with my kid and foster intrinsic motivation to do things, whatever. But then I think a bigger question is like, what, how much pressure are we putting on ourselves and do we need to be putting this much pressure on ourselves in parenting? So, you know, just a little question,
2: nothing big. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I think like when you said, I'm, I'm glad that respectful parenting has made it this mainstream. I would revise that for, for my view personally to be more like, I think intentional parenting is mm-hmm. more mainstream. And I feel like that's that's a little bit different, right? Because with anything, I don't want any parent like dogmatically following any genre in any given way without their own thought, their own attunement to their kid and their own attunement to their own values. Right. So Mm -hmm. I would say the answer is like, can you, can this person say like, what do I, what do I like out of this? What do I not like out of this tradition and how can I make it more mine? Right. Like, I love the idea of magic in, in childhood. And I personally don't love the idea of lying to our children, right? And saying <laughs> there's, there's, you know, so there's a balance of that. Like, is there a way you can make it your own? Can you do Elf on the Shelf with it being transparently? Like, mommy and daddy move the elf every night and we have a fun adventure. And in the morning you get to see what it's about, right? Which is cool and fun and exciting too, right? Like there's mm-hmm. a little bit of like more transparency and less, I I think, again, there's just no single way. I think it's more about figuring out what fits and as a hard and fast answer to this listener, you're not going to do not, no one thing you're going to do is going to blow everything up. Right. So I think that's like my, obviously my hard and fast answer, but I think my bigger picture answer is how can you figure out how you intentionally want to parent and sort of meld some of these things together for a, a better result? Yeah. No, that makes so
1: sense. How much you intentionally sense. want to parent and how you intentionally want to celebrate the holidays, mm-hmm. you know, and obviously those two things are a Venn diagram, but, um, you know, first of all, I should say I'm Jewish, so we don't do all all on the telephone. Although Sarah, you recently told me that, what did you say? Mensch on the bench, which I yeah, there's, like, there's a version of it for everybody. I feel <laughs> like. Well, so good. Um, actually, my first response. And I sometimes get a little Casual about this stuff, I think, in part because I think we can all get a little earnest and precious. But the question of like, should I do Elf on the Shelf? Like, sure, knock yourself out. You know, like, at a certain point, like, I just think we have to take it all a little bit less seriously. And I say that you know, as someone who's, who's made her career out of intentional parenting and, and (laughs) believes in it wholeheartedly. And I, you know, I do truly and genuinely, as anyone who follows me on Instagram knows, think we can change the world through how we parent. So it's not something Mm -hmm. I think slightly in the big picture, but with questions like this, I just think, and this, you know, speaks to what Emily was saying. We just, we're losing sight of the forest for the trees. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's about also having fun as parents and delighting in our kids and delighting in holiday rituals and traditions. And if this is one that, again, that you don't take too seriously. And as far as my understanding, kids mostly love waking up and seeing where it is, you know, and creative, you know, Oh, look, the elf ate all the spaghetti or that, you know, that's sort of fun and goofy and great. You know, are there people using it as a behavior modification tool Yes. Is that my recommendation? No. Do I think those are horrible parents making a terrible misstep? No, depending on context. Like I just, I think we all have to give ourselves and each other a little bit more grace around some of these more minor things. Yeah. I think that's so well said. Both of you, honestly, I think,
0: you know, this idea that we can make something our own, we can use it how we want that fits into our family and how we want to celebrate the holidays. Like there, there's just so many ways that you can do it, including integrating Elf on the Shelf or or or, or not. Like if it's something you don't want to do, being able to say, you know what, just because everybody else is doing it just doesn't mean that we're going to do it and look, let's come up with our own tradition. Like, I, like my, I think my point is like, no matter what path you take, there's a way to take it that honors what you're trying to do and like, I like this term intentional parenting, but I I almost feel like these words that we put are so like meaningless at this point, like responsive parenting, respectful parenting, gentle parenting, intentional parenting, response. Like these are just words that we've been using to try to like describe. It's like semantics, right? Like we're really, what we're talking about is this sort of like shift in moving out of a more behaviorism-based way of parenting, which is what was like, I think, historically, a few generations, like, you know, for even just one generation back, but many before that, was like the norm for parenting. Like, people didn't really know a different way. And now we understand a lot more about just the way that relationships inform child development and brain development and how all that kind of you know, has shifted our understanding of how important the relationship is in parenting and in raising children to be healthy adults. Like Rebecca, to your point, like we can change the world if we, you know, understand some of these things and and make some sort of intentional choices with the way that we parent. But I think the whatever we want to call it, it doesn't, I don't think it matters nearly as much as what you guys are saying, which is like, how do you just ask yourself these questions? How do we... How do we think about our child's experience Do and, and fact, have that information factor into our decision to do something? Whereas, like I think before, it was much more like my child needs to behave in a certain way. How do I get them there? And I, I think that's what's shifted for, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think semantics become important. I'm going to nitpick a tiny bit because you said, we're moving away from behaviorism. And I think that's true. I would say we are still hopefully holding on to some really good and effective behavioral tools. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I know that we've gone into that in other episodes and you can put them in the notes if you want, but, um, you know, we, we have learned more about the nervous system. We have learned more about the, you know, vasovagal system. We've learned about, relational science and all of that has really, I think, informed our parenting. And it doesn't mean we have to be so hardcore rejecting of other things that came before certain things. Yes. Um, You know, corporal punishment, I'm delighted that at least in many circles seems to have gone by the wayside. Um, But I, I mean, I, I, whatever, you may edit this out. I just, I feel like we, we, Semantics do become very important when people who aren't necessarily well-trained in what some of these words mean do go down a dogmatic path and start speaking about science without the scientific background or understanding or research involved. And so on the one hand, I'm tempted to say it's all about semantics. It doesn't really matter. What we're talking about is being more intentional, respectful, loving, tuned in, great Also semantics does matter when you look at these sound bites and clips and whatnot on social media with people using terms wrong and making sweeping statements. And I think we have to hold both of those things at the same time.
2: Yeah. And I think the other piece that we're not talking about, or we haven't yet totally touched upon is like, how as a parent, do you go against the grain sometimes? Right. Or like, how do you tolerate that if you don't if you decide not to do some of these more mainstream traditions, like off on a shelf, the blowback that your child, like the reaction that your child might have, the blow, you know, so really how do we build our tolerance to holding our values in the face of something that might not be, might not match with what you, how you decide to proceed. So I think there's, that piece too, which is when your child's mm-hmm. like, but why can't we do mench on the bench? <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, you know, like that we that we figure out a way to hold that disappointment without sort of caving into something that isn't fully in our intention or belief system.
0: Right, and I and I think like Rebecca, your point about not like. I think when we reduce things down to sound bites, it can get super, super confusing for parents, which I think is like kind of where perhaps this question even comes from, like this listener's question of like, am I allowed to do this? Will it like, am I allowed to? Like who is saying you're not allowed to? And like, where is that coming from? And I think kind of on both ends of the parents support spectrum is messaging that's really dogmatic, whether you're extremely, you know, about, and here's where I say semantics don't exactly matter because we're all kind of talking about the same thing when we say gentle parenting, responsive parenting, respectful parenting, all those things on that kind of end of the spectrum. Um, in an extreme can be really dogmatic and tell parents messaging around, like, if you do this thing, you're going to destroy your child's intrinsic motivation. Or if you do this thing, you're going to destroy their sense of safety with you, right? Like it's very intense. And I think that is really moving very far away from accurate, (laughs) like what we understand. I think that that's, and it's, I think it's damaging to parents in a lot of ways. and it really, really freaks them out. And puts a tremendous amount of pressure on them. But then on the other end of that spectrum, and here's where I would agree with you that like semantics really does matter. Like when we talk about this sort of strict behavior-based models where we're only looking at behavior um, and not looking at the bigger context, the relationship, the regulation, all that stuff. Then I think we can also see a lot of dogma. And it it also really freaks parents out. So it's like, I guess my Goal with all of these podcast episodes in general, and like I think we're in a lot of alignment on this. I know your work, both of your work so well. Like, is how do we help parents hold space in this middle ground of like, you can make choices and you can be intentional with the choices you make, and nothing is that fragile. And you can try something, and if it doesn't work, you can switch it out, you can play with it, you can break the rules, you can do things that work for you and your family. Um And you could be sort of nimble and flexible and you don't have to follow. But I just think there's so much pressure coming at parents from both of these sort of extreme ends all the time.
1: Yeah, I agree.
2: Well, I think it goes back to like you really like any singular of these choices isn't going to blow up the whole ship. Right. Like I think it's like putting this into perspective, too. Like, you know, you can. Choose to do Elf on the Shelf and still garner intrinsic motivation in your child in other ways, right? Like it's not a all or nothing system. And I think that's really the message is how can we create an algorithm that works for our family, right? Mm -hmm. Or for our parenting that isn't subscribed just to one thing or other, or isn't so dependent, like each choice has as much weight as we put Mm -hmm. on it.
0: Yeah. 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 How do we lighten things up? And I think, you know, Rebecca, you touched on this, but like, it could be playful. Like we could just do things mm-hmm. because they're fun. Um, not everything has to be so heavy. And sometimes it's just an elf on a shelf.
2: <laughs> I love that. Right. it's a bench on the bench.
1: It's just elf <laughs> on a shelf.
2: <laughs> oh. So I hope everyone
0: has a great holiday and I hope that you give yourself some real grace this holiday. If you want to have an elf on the shelf, go nuts, enjoy. (laughs) If you are like, heck no, I do not want to have like a Pinterest perfect, like curated holiday for my kid because that's just too much work. Also, you don't have to do it for that reason. Like, don't worry about intrinsic motivation and behavior modification and like, you know, Santa getting a message that you weren't well behaved. Like, You also just don't have to do it because that's a lot of work. And that's why I don't do it or wouldn't want to do it. But that's totally different reasons. (laughs) Gosh, the holidays, they're loaded. I hope you all have a really easy, breezy holiday season and enjoy yourself and be playful.
1: That might be setting the bar a little high. Really high. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go with be playful. Easy, breezy holiday season? When was the last time I had one of those? (laughs) Never.
0: Never. It's wishful. I wish for this to be the case. I don't think it's going to happen, but I wish for that.
1: <laughs> um, okay. Easy breezy so moment. That as a fantasy. <laughs> yeah. I, hope, I hope there are perhaps some easy breezy breezy moments during That's your
0: much wedding. more measured. Thank you, Rebecca. <laughs> <sighs> Talk to you soon.
1: Bye. Bye, everyone.
0: Thank you so much for listening. As you can hear. Parenting is not one-size-fits-all. It's nuanced, and it's complicated. So I really hope that this series where we're answering your questions really helps you to cut through some of the noise and find out what works best for you and your unique child. If you have a burning parenting question, something you're struggling to navigate, or a topic you really want us to shed light on or share research about, we want to know. Go to drsarahbred.com forward slash question send in anything that you want Rebecca, Emily, and me to answer in this new series, Securely Attached Beyond the Sessions. That's drsarahbren.com forward slash question. And check back for a brand new Securely Attached next Tuesday. And until then, don't be a stranger.